Coming up on this edition of the Michigan State of Sports, the Wolverines roll on to the Sweet 16. The Spartans bow out maybe before the tourney even started. We discuss it and more. It's March Madness style. That's next. Michigan State of Sports. What's up, everybody? Happy spring. Happy weekend. Happy warm weather. Happy March Madness. Happy days. Tony Garcia alongside my co-host Jake Reitman. What's up, my brother? Tony Garcia, what a way to introduce this edition of the Michigan State of Sports because the warm weather is here. I mean, my goodness, if you can't get in a good mood talking basketball in warm spring weather. And oh, by the way, some of our um, professional teams here in the state of Michigan, the, the great city of Detroit, are actually making some sensible moves. I'm in a good mood. You're in a good mood. We got all kinds of basketball to recap and to look ahead. We're going to go over how many idiotic picks we made, which for me, the number, I mean, the limit does not exist of how many idiotic picks I can make, but had no okay K day gambling in the first two days of the tournament. And then that's the dangerous part. You get a little confidence. You think, you know what the hell you're talking about. And then the gambling gods just punch you in the gut so hard. And they make you realize that you are nothing. You are nothing. You are worthless and they are going to take your money. And that's exactly what happened to me the last two days of the tournament. So kind of a roller coaster, a whirlwind of emotions, some ups and downs, which it always is with me, but my goodness, it's great to be talking with you. It's great to be on the Michigan state of sports here on on a Thursday. I know the days doesn't matter. You're probably listening to this on a Friday, but here we go. Fired up to be here is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I am too. And you know, normally this is a weird Thursday because this is normally when the first sweet 16 games would be tipping off in just about four or five hours here. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, and I tweeted, I know like all 10 of my followers saw this on the Twitter machine, but I hate, I hate, 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 the new schedule. And I know, and everyone, I, I had some, um, God bless Dan Lee. He goes, it's because of COVID. I know why it is. Like it's, I know why they had to do this. I'm just saying, I don't like it. I, my brain is too dumb to transition into a different schedule of something I've done every year for my entire life. I'm, I'm so programmed. I'm like a, I'm not like a robot because that would imply some sort of artificial intelligence. There's zero intelligence, but I am just, <laughs> I, I have no ability to say, okay, Jake, this is a different year. This is 2021. We're not going to have basketball games on Thursday. No, no, I am in a mental hizzy. I'm actually in a pretzel and, and Tony can see me on the zoom call right now, but obviously it looks like a pretzel. Yeah, I, I am. I am in a mental pretzel. I feel like Will Ferrell on on Anchorman when he's in the phone booth. I've just been crippled by the fact that there's no basketball today or tomorrow. In fact, in fact, I had I'm I was planning on this is wild because nobody's going to believe it, but I was planning on getting together with friends and thought, "Oh yeah, nice. we'll just yeah, we'll just watch basketball and drink beer. It'll be, it'll be super easy." Now, now I'm stuck again going back to being in a in a pickle. I'm in a pretzel. I have to hang out with people and there's not going to be basketball on. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do tomorrow night. It's and I mean, it's annoying on a Friday, but even worse, I think, is that I'm supposed to be watching a Tuesday night. Some teams play for a shot at a final four. Yeah, like, I hate it. Back, I mean, back when I was in, in, in East Lansing, I mean, that was the that was the biggest night of the year. Right. Like, you're, no doubt. like it's a Sunday night or sometimes a Saturday. And it's, it's obviously a weekend and you're and you're ready to rage after if you, no if doubt. you make it Tuesday night. I felt that I gotta, way with I gotta Michigan. Watch, when they beat, um, I mean, it was on a Monday night. Now we're going to obviously dive into all the different matchups and everything, but you're exactly right. I mean, 
there's there's an element of and I don't want to start this whole podcast all negative, all negative, because we've got a tournament this year. And that's more than we can say yes. that we had last year. I'm so thankful for it. I enjoyed every second of watching basketball, even if there was like some weird Monday night games or whatever. Or it's, you know, Monday at two and and Oregon is killing Iowa and whatever it was. That was fun and stuff. But the point being, yes, that Thursday, Friday, which is where we are now for that punching your ticket to the elite eight and then into the final four. That's just, it works so perfectly. The first two games, Thursday, Friday, then Saturday, Sunday, and it's the weekend you're ready to rage, but we don't have that this year. I think we're perfectly within our right. Of course, this is infinitely better than last year. That, that goes without saying we missed the tournament horribly. I'm so glad it's back. I'm glad sports are back. I'm glad people are getting vaccines. I'm glad. I mean, Tigers opening day tickets just went on sale this morning. There's going to be 8,000 fans at Comerica Park. There's so many great things that are happening. I can still be annoyed that I have to watch an Elite Eight game on a Tuesday. Those aren't mutually exclusive, and that's how I feel. But before we get any further, Jake, I think we need to give a shout-out to our Wildcats, our Lady Wildcats, Northwestern Wildcats, who bowed out yesterday in the round of 32 to Louisville. Uh, I am a huge, I know you're a huge Northwestern fan. Yes. I, the, the Northwestern team I care about the most Women's is the basketball. basketball. Hell yeah, man. I mean, I was watching, so obviously I got to, I got to cover them very in depth last year, a lot, um, for, for helped with the big 10 network and, um, and then some, some school assignments and then WNUR. I, I didn't, I didn't help with them, but there's just so many student and Northwestern affiliations, um, with, with of course when you go there yeah you're exactly right i don't want to cut you off because you um you, i couldn't have said it better myself but the relationship between the northwestern women's basketball program joe mccune and and everybody really on on that staff with the for me it was through wnur and i had the opportunity to travel with them and obviously pre-covid days and and go on road trips and i still remember coach giving me a hard time at Mackey arena because he was, Oh, you're a football player. Can you even make a shot? And I was like, yeah, I can, I can, I can knock him down a little bit. So I shot hoops with, with the coach. That was pretty fun. And and you're right. It was in a very special, really the last two seasons because they won the big 10 last year. And unfortunately the tournament ended. And again, this year, I mean, they, they made the tournament and you're, you're, you're such a positive guy, which I love because you know what I'm thinking in my head? They no, had a the fact that they had a 15 point lead against the what, top five team in America, and they completely collapsed. I mean, they were up 40 to 28 midway through the third yes, quarter. Yes, 25 to and 10, gave up and a 17 0 run. And I it will was, never. It was brutal. I will it was brutal. never believe in the the Twitter jinx or any kind of jinx because I think that's just giving yourself too much importance. You have zero impact on the game, and I fully admit I tweeted out, "Let's go." You and I did our best to jinx them, though. For no, sure. that, that see, you got it. Their jinx are not real. I will fight that take with. I will die on that take. I, that's one of my die on the. All hill right, so take. are so are you the dude in the middle of the eighth inning who says, "Oh my God, four more outs till we get a no hitter." <laughs> yeah. Is that you? I, not I quite, not quite that bad. Obviously, there's some outliers. There's exceptions to every rules, but right. tweeting but, out that Northwestern's off to a hot start, we got this or whatever I did, that had no impact on the game. And but Louisville, you got to give them credit. And as we continue to break down women's basketball here on the Michigan State of Sports, Northwestern's women's basketball. But you are exactly right. A sincere shout out to the Wildcats and and it really uh, it, an incredible career for Lindsey Pulliam and the rest of that senior class. And I know that didn't end the way they wanted to Jordan Hamilton, another one, just uh, tremendous impact players that the program will never forget.
Yeah, absolutely. Lauren Satterwhite, too. I mean, we're talking bench players. Brooke Peichel, I mean, the, the son of Steve Peichel, Rutgers coach. Probably the daughter, but yes. Yep, yep. That'd be a daughter. She's a girl. Good Her point. father is the... Her father. Yes, yes. yes. It, it's Steve a relationship. Peichel. It's it's an offspring. It's a parent. Child. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes. I'm glad we corrected. You know, I like the end of PTI when they're like, where'd we, where'd, where'd, where'd they used to say, where'd we mess up? Well, Tony said it was, on the women's basketball team, it was the son of Steve Peichel, and that wasn't exactly accurate. Thank you, Tony Reale. I got you. I got you. All right, man. It was such a bummer. It was such a bummer yesterday. I was ready to move on, but honestly, I'm still stuck. Okay. So we got to get into Michigan. We got to get into Michigan state, but first a reminder that this podcast is of course brought to you by cutting edge landscaping. If you want to learn more about cutting edge landscaping, go to a two cutting edge.com. It's a 25 year own family landscaping business based out of Ann Arbor. And they're really starting to pick things up now that the spring is here and they got all types of new projects, retaining walls and uh, trimming trees and whatever you need, whatever your spring project needs outside, they got you. So make sure you reach out uh, to Joe, who's the owner at a2cuttingedge.com. Get a consultation, um, float some ideas his way, see how he and his team can help you. I promise you won't be disappointed. And if you tell them that Tony on the Michigan State of Sports sent you, you will get the best rate possible. All right. We're just going to do Michigan State really quick. Yes, I love it. I love it. Let let the salt pour into the wound, Tony Garcia. So, so it's 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 unfortunate. It's it's. I'm just giving you the floor, man. I might I might I as well just I mute know, my no, I mic. Know, I know it's my turn. Um, there's so much to say. Don't you think I enough time I, has? I I'm interrupting. Sorry. Don't you think enough time has elapsed though that you can look back and just say it for what it is? It no, it had until Abilene Christian beat Texas. And the way UCLA just dismantled BYU and Abilene. Michigan State, clearly an average team this year. And by their standards, subpar. Very, very subpar. This was not a vintage Michigan State team by any stretch of the imagination. And it's it's not wrong. I mean, and over the final two minutes and overtime, they choked it away. They gave the game away. They deserved to lose for that stretch. However... They beat the hell out of UCLA for 38 and a half minutes. But that doesn't I mean, matter. Were, I know. No, that's why it's so frustrating. They were, I mean, for 95% of the game, you were clearly the better team. And that team that you were significantly better than just waltzed to a sweet 16. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so A, Michigan State should not have even been in that play-in game. Number one. And All then number right. two. No, they shouldn't have. You, our boy said it. Yes. We had Dave Revson on these airwaves one week ago saying they should not have been in that. He absolutely did. However, don't you think enough has played out that now we can look back and say, oh, maybe maybe Syracuse was okay to be not be in a play. No, I think that preparing for a zone, of course, it always plays well in March, especially on a two on a two day turnaround. That's a, turnaround. that's a funky. They didn't have a better resume than Michigan State coming in, period, bar none under any way you slice it. I just don't think you have anything to stand on if you're going to say a team that bowed out in the play-in game shouldn't have been there. Like, obviously, they should have been I mean, there because they didn't win the that's play-in not, game. So is that too simplistic of thinking? Is it too simplistic? That's absolutely of a too simplistic. That's way too simplistic of thinking. So Ohio State didn't deserve a two seed because they got bounced. <laughs> no, that's right? different. That's different. why is that? Why is that different? You're saying if anyone loses in the first round or in a round, you're like, oh well, clearly that's where they deserve to be. No, I just no, don't think you can Illinois make it. deserve Loyola Chicago to be the second not. round game. Absolutely not. There are bad decisions made by the committee all the time. And Michigan State, you know what? Win the, win the damn game. Win the damn game. Thank don't you. choke it away. Don't choke it away. Box out on a free throw. You know, don't 
tough have, way for Aaron Henry. To I mean, go I mean, it, it was it was horrible. It, it was terrible. They, they collapsed and they deserved it. There, I mean, why is Rocket Watts taking a shot, an, an open three with ten seconds left on the clock and fifty seconds remaining in the game? You need to bleed clock. Why is Aaron Henry? with the game on the line tie game three seconds left taking a fadeaway contested jumper instead of going to the bucket when they're when you're in the double bonus there are a million reasons why michigan state didn't win this game however i can still be pissed that there is no part of me that doesn't think that michigan state if you don't choke that away is in is playing for a sweet 16 right now jake we should be talking about that these teams are one win away from michigan and michigan state playing to go to a final four and all right, everyone, Mister You, root for radio should yes. be pissed as hell about it. I all right, this you did a great job of appealing to my little brain. Again, I can't think of things in this this whole big broad spectrum way that you can. This big picture, yes, that when you lay it out like that, yes, that would be that would be ideal. Now, both Michigan and Michigan State one win away from a rematch, a rubber match, the third game being with a trip to the Final Four on the line. I mean, you couldn't write a better storyline than that, but we don't have that. So there's no sense in in wishing for things that are never going to happen. But I don't, I just, I, I have a hard time getting in your corner of the Michigan State. We didn't deserve the play-in game because we lost the said play-in game. I don't know. Again, maybe it's just my inability to think of things other uh, in, a, in a different perspective. I don't know. So, does, so, UCLA, because they made the Sweet 16, they should have been in the field right away. Like, oh, they shouldn't have had to earn their way out. No, not necessarily. It's I'm just not saying. just result-based. Like, yeah, things can happen. I mean, a seed, one through 15, every single seed advanced. That doesn't mean that the 13 seed was better than the four seed or whoever. I mean, it's March. Things happen. Yes. But Michigan State was up by five or more points the entire way. Josh Lankford had a clean block with a minute and 10 seconds left, and it was going to be a turnover. And then Aaron Henry had a kind of 50-50 strip. And, I mean, there were a million ways. Everything it was it was Murphy's Law. You needed Murphy's Law to happen in order for Michigan State to not win that game. And it was the second game like that this season. Purdue, the other one where they yes. failed to box out on a on a. So we're burying Michigan State. It was a very disappointing season. I still say they were in the tournament. I think the streak comes on because oh, when yeah. Selection Sunday came out, I mean I have Michigan trolls in my corner. I shouldn't have even acknowledged it, but I think I think it needs to. Um, is is it pissed me off? It was, it was, and and I was over it the next day. But as soon as Abilene Christian beat Texas, I knew what was going to happen. I knew what was going to happen. I mean, that's that was the worst team to ever win a, a tournament game. Yeah, they what they shoot like thirty percent, twenty nine percent, twenty nine percent from the field, and they beat Texas. Like Michigan State should be. I mean, Michigan State wouldn't beat Bama right now. I, I there was no reason to think that, but they should have. What I wanted was to come here right now and be like, isn't this hysterical? Everyone chirped Michigan State all year. Oh, Tom Izzo's lost it. This team never figured it out. They're this, they're that. And yet they're in another Sweet 16. That's what should be happening right now. And but it's it, not. It just, it just sucks. It does. It, it does. It does. But I, 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 I hear you. I acknowledge you. You've made some great points. And I don't necessarily have any way to – because we're, we're, we're thinking about it differently. And there's nothing that's going to change that. So – I wish I also wish state was moving on, but they're not. You know who is moving on though? Tony Garcia, the Michigan. Uh, yeah, I know. Oregon's moving on, right? Yeah, Oregon's yeah, yeah. Tough. Oh yeah, we we could get into that. How about the Big Ten? I mean, 
I, I'm guilty. Hand up, hand up, guilty, guilty as charged, overrating the Big Ten the entire season. And you made the point about Illinois just getting a tough matchup against Loyola Chicago. But Illinois, you won the Big Ten. You're the one of the hottest teams coming into the tournament. Win the damn game. I mean, Sister Jean, everybody else. Yes, you, you had a lot of things against you, but you're you're the Illinois fighting Illini. You're one of the hottest teams in the tournament. Just beat an eight, eight seed. Again, Loyola probably shouldn't have been an eight seed, but win the damn Loyola game. should have been a three seed. They, they were top 10 Kempom all year. Yeah. They were, that team is nice. I, I am farm betting Loyola, Gonzaga, Moneyline, Parlay in the Sweet 16. Farm wow. bet. Look at that. Look at that. Let me get in on that because I I had a anti-Big Ten parlay for the last day of um, the second round with Oregon money line hit um, Maryland losing to Bama money line, which weren't great odds. But it was part of the parlay. And then I just needed I didn't even need Michigan to lose. I needed LSU with the five and a half cover. They didn't. There goes the parlay. You know, it's being two for three on a parlay and the third leg of that parlay not hitting is up there with worse feelings. I mean, it's up there. with. No, it's not. No, it's not because smart betters hedge. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Big hedge guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. And one of my buddies. Okay, real quick. So my buddy Joe, we were I went to his house to watch the state game and um, we're getting really off the rails now, but it's a good story. Um, So it was the play in 16 game. So it was App State, Norfolk State. Oh, yeah. Battling it out. As soon as Norfolk State gets up 18 points, Joe's like, "Eh, I'm going to live bet it. 10 bucks plus a thousand. Boom. App State just goes on this crazy run, and it's a one-point game in the fi- in the final twenty seconds. I'm like, dude, just hedge, and you're like, because he it was a ten to win a hundred. I'm like, bro, just throw another ten on it and guarantee yourself fifty bucks. You just made like, and then you just had a good day. But that's like, no. not the gambler's way, Tony. I know it's not, and I'm soft. I'm a soft gambler. But oh, wow, unbelievable! You would have had no. I mean, you don't have to say you're soft. That's a smart way to go about it. But no, live betting is great. I mean, I I, I grabbed the Gators in their opening round matchup when they were down. I grabbed uh, Arkansas when they were down to Colgate, which was kind of scary. But this is ancient history. Nobody wants to care about, or nobody cares about old bets back to Michigan, Michigan, LSU, for example, was just such a contrast in styles. And I actually, yeah, it was a well-coached team versus a team coached by scumbags. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and amazingly, I'm actually calling Michigan the well-coached team. I, I know it's not, bu- but normally that's not how I talk about them. That's bizarre. But I, I don't know. When you look at this Michigan team, do you, do you think that they have, they have a chance to get to the final four? Cause I do. Yeah. Yeah. They do. It's I mean, it's yeah, yeah. How are you going to handle that? Um, no, I'll be fine. Like honestly, it's it's upsetting when they do it like like the the Jordan Poole shot against Houston, right? <laughs> or or the Trey Burke shot against Kansas. Like that's annoying. But like this Michigan team deserves to win. They're a great team, and they're like, I mean, I don't like them, but I see how they're a likable bunch, right? Yeah, like no superstars, not a lot of ego, just buy in. And which is the exact opposite of the culture I thought it was going to be under Jawan Howard. Like when you get like that's the beeline team right. style. No, you got to give Jawan Howard, Howard is getting higher caliber recruits. I know he's only had one class. Really, Hunter Dickinson's the only freshman who who really really does like did, has done something. But I mean, they're they're buying in beeline style with slightly more talented players. Although I guess beeline had plenty talented players. I'm not, I'm not knocking that. I mean, more highly regarded. 
coming in. I mean, if you right, right, more highly spot. touted. No, I get exactly what you're saying, and, and the emergence of, of Shondi Brown, and then just finding guys that kind of the plug and play. I mean, with the the Mike Smith transfer and and what he's brought in terms of kind of changing his game from being a, a shooter and a scorer now to the the point guard that's running things. And and yeah, I think you saw that that discipline, that cohesiveness for Michigan really help them win it against LSU because that was a game. It looked like for sure LSU, especially in that first half Michigan. I mean, Michigan had to shoot 60% even be in the game at halftime. Yep. Eli Brooks kept a minute. I mean, that's, I mean, that's senior making senior plays. Same, no I mean, same thing with Shawnee Brown, but they both had season highs, career highs, yep. right? I mean, 42 combined. Just yeah, not, not, not a bad day for the biggest game in your life. Right. Both of them. I mean, I mean, Franz Wagner, was he awake? In, in the first weekend, because I didn't see him. No, I didn't see a lot from him. And, and they're going to need a lot from him too. Uh, yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna need more. They're they're gonna they're gonna need a lot more. And um, I mean, they're also going to need got like Brandon Johns. Like they're gonna they're gonna need they're gonna need everything from everyone. And uh, I mean, Johns is really the guy who got the start in order to replace Livers, and he's someone who I feel like not a lot of Michigan players ever underachieve. Right. He has. He has. Certainly. And, yeah. uh, and, and I was big on him, uh, cause I covered him a lot in high school cause he was in the same conference as Jack. And when I was at M live, I saw him playing live many times and I was Woo. very high. Yeah. Woo. Siren. <laughs> uh, I was, I was really, I was really high on him. Um, but really that's just what happens when you're playing Jackson. Um, that's neither here nor there. So yeah. I mean, do we, do we want to take a look at this, uh, at this next matchup? Yeah. Michigan, Florida State, State, five o'clock on a Sunday. Break it down. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Leonard Hamilton, Juwan Howard. Is Juwan going to fight Leonard Hamilton like he wanted to? Um, why am I blanking on the Maryland coach's name? Sturgeon. Turgeon. 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 Not like the fish Sturgeon, but yes, Turgeon. Turgeon. Um, I'm going to go no. I'm going to go no on the fight. Be fun. I mean, that'd be pretty. I mean, it'd be way more enjoyable, but there's just a little too much on the line now. Yeah, Hamilton's got the pop to Achilles. I, I think Juwan could take him. I think Juwan could take a lot of people. No doubt. So, no doubt. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Florida State, uh, third straight year. They're they're going to to a Sweet Sixteen. I mean, they're a four seed. They're eighteen and six this year. Eleven and four in, in what was a down ACC. But uh, I mean, this is a rematch of the the, the 2018 Elite Eight matchup. I was just about to say it's it's going to be Florida State um, barely, right? And and Florida State still looking for their first Final Four in like 50 years. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Hasn't Florida State been to four? No, Michigan's been to four straight Sweet Sixteens, and Florida State, I believe, has as well. Third, third, third. Yeah, but they've had success under Leonard Leonard Hamilton. They just haven't gotten over the hump. But it, it looks like. Every Florida State team is the exact same. They all have like big bodies, athletic guards, and 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 they don't always necessarily play together. Um, so I'll be curious to see how that the contrast again, kind of the same way with LSU versus versus Michigan, and and then how it's going to be Florida State versus Michigan. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just so I don't think. I mean. When you actually look into the numbers of these teams this year, which I did very briefly. The profiles are actually a little more similar than I thought. Like I thought what you just said, like very contrasting styles, but just little things like 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 they're like three. Like Florida State makes seven point eight threes a game. Michigan makes seven point seven. Michigan shoots it at thirty eight point five percent. Florida State shoots it at thirty eight point two. Like sometimes with a Florida State team, you don't associate it with with good shooting, right? And uh and they're on par with Michigan. They're almost exactly the same. 
this year. And so, uh, I mean, it's it's just I what I want to look for is can Michigan force any turnovers? I mean, they don't do that. Like they they simply don't. Out of three hundred and forty teams in Division One basketball, Michigan was three hundred and thirty sixth in forcing the turnover. You can't and and you have to steal possessions late in late in March and when you're evenly matched with teams. You can't that's why it was so I mean, sort of shocking that Michigan was able to to sort of keep it up and pu- pull away from LSU. And I'm not saying it was shocking that they won the game, but they were having to shoot 60%, as you said, in order to win it. And and you have to shoot that high of a percentage because the other team is not giving possessions away. I mean, if, if, if the other team is shooting 10 more times a game than you, you obviously have to shoot a higher percentage. And that's just not that, – that, that's not a recipe for success long term. And so I want to I want to see um, how just if Michigan can can force any turnovers. Um, I mean yeah. LSU three turnovers, and 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 a sweet and Texas Southern had ten. You forced thirteen total turnovers in two games. That's not that's not that's not great. <laughs> Most importantly, Tony, the betting lines here: Michigan two and a half point favorites. The over under at one forty four. You can get Florida State on the money line plus one twenty. Tempting, 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 tempting. Yeah, I'll probably emotional hedge this game. <laughs> Michigan money line, and uh, if they lose, good. If they win, put a little money in my pocket. I told you, I'm a I'm a soft gambler sometimes. No, you got to figure it out though. You are always at least happy. You either are happy with the result or you're happy with the money in your pocket, or you're always sad. That's. that's more like it that's more like it but other surprises from the opening weekend of the tournament again we talked a little bit about the the big 10 and their their ineptitude some of the other storylines a lot of upsets obviously but that they're upsets in the first round the second round you know you've got oral roberts moving on um incredible story but some of the other upsets kind of bowed out obviously Albuquerque, christian ohio um who am i missing some of the other upsets that didn't advance um i mean Rutgers had a chance against houston that would have been a big upset but they choked that one away down the stretch but uh i I mean uc santa barbara they didn't actually beat creighton but they were were i thought they were gonna i thought they they could have made a little run first sweet 16 since the 70s without kentucky michigan state kansas and who who's north carolina yeah, it's actually first time since 1979 that Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky all weren't in there. 1979, good year for the Spartans. 2021, not so much. <laughs> but, yeah. um, the 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 Pac-12. How about the Pac-12? Oregon State, uh, <laughs> UCLA. Just See, and now, USC, and now, USC. Hearts are actually going to think. People <laughs> actually think that the Pac-12 is a better basketball conference than the Big Ten. I think it is. Oh, I mean, oh, well, the, the stats, the results can't lie. I mean, the Big Ten has one team in the Pac-12 has Oregon and USC and Oregon State and UCLA. Yeah, I mean, a, Tony, you're a smart guy. It, what's what's more, one or however many Pac-12 teams are in there? What is it, five? Yeah, I don't know if the Pac-12 team has lost, honestly. Um, Colorado, Colorado lost. Colorado bowed out. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so Pac-12 teams are 9-1, and one, and Big, Big Ten teams were – they got – six through and then one more so seven and eight so far seven and eight i mean i i understand but no one is going to convince me that the pac-12 was a better basketball conference than the big 10 i think they i think they had a better run i think they had oh purdue lost 
That was the other. Um, North Texas. That's yeah, what I'm thinking. That of. was yes. the other. Yeah, North mm-hmm. Texas. Um, so, horror. I mean, could it couldn't have gone worse for the Big Ten, right? Unless Michigan lost uh, to, to LSU, also. And I mean, I, I saw. I think I'm glad that I saw Jay Billis say this because it makes me think that I'm not just like a like a Big Ten guy, and I'm not rooting for the Big Ten. As soon as Michigan State's out, I want carnage. I want everyone to lose, and I want no one happy. That's it. <laughs> what a and, miserable uh, man you are. Yeah, I am. I am. And I'll own it. That's fine. Um, and so I'm not like, oh, the Big Ten is so great. I love the Big Ten. I don't care about the Big Ten. But I really do think that, I mean, Illinois, I think Loyola Chicago is a Final Four team. I'm Legit. I'm so impressed with, oh, yeah. with their ability to play on a string defensively. They were, the, they were my team of the first weekend. Them and Gonzaga. I mean, yeah. I think like, Gonzaga- Loyola Chicago is a team where if you took off Loyola Chicago from the uniforms and they were just wearing plain white uniforms and Illinois was just playing, wearing plain orange uniforms or whatever, you would just say, oh, wow, the, the, the Loyola team has got to be the one seed. Like they were just right. better. The white team is way better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were. They were. They, they outplayed them whistle to whistle. I mean, I mean, tip to buzzer. It was, it was, it was really no contest. Um, and so, and so I think, so I think they got, they got a really raw deal there. Again, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down this line with Michigan State. Michigan State could, of course, ifs ands buts yada yada. Michigan State played UCLA, who's in a Sweet 16. They were better than them for 95 percent of the game. And then I you can't rely on Iowa to do anything ever in March. Okay. So or and Oregon's been there. Um, I mean they're really they're really really well coached. And so there you have it. And Purdue. It's that's sort of vintage Purdue, but sort of not. They don't lose in the first round like like that all that all that often. Yeah, um, at and, least not and you knew right. New and we said when we did our our best case worst case scenarios with every Big Ten team, we were not counting on Maryland, Rutgers. Um, you neither one of us were counting on Iowa, like you said, but just some of those other Big Ten teams that yes, you had nine teams in there, but how? Like, I mean, or or I'm sorry, Illinois. Ohio State, Michigan, those were the te- Purdue. Those were the teams you were counting on. Yes, correct. And the and the other five, no, Sweet Sixteen was sort of the the pinnacle. All right, I've got a question for you on this because I I randomly and I don't know, maybe this doesn't happen to you, but for me, every March Madness, there's just a team for some reason that just grabs my attention and makes it so easy to root for them, and I just become a fan, and and that's my team for some reason, and for some reason. The fighting Eric Musselman of Arkansas, Arkansas have become that team for me. So much to the point point where I'm watching again. I live bet him against Colgate, so I thought there's no way. Sure enough, they come back, and after that, I just said, forget it. Like, why not just go all in? I put a futures on them to win it all. Tony Garcia, not a boy, plus forty five hundred. So I, I, I all love- you need is them to get to the final four, and then you're hedge that baby. <laughs> You're learning. Yeah, I don't know though. What fun would that be? I mean, uh, but for me, I don't know why. I don't. I have nothing. Of, of sort of explanation to to somehow defend myself of why I just all of a sudden like rooting for Arkansas. So, yeah, um, no, I, I'm liking them. I like Arkansas too, but I, I sort of alluded to mine. Um, Loyola Chicago, Loyola, yeah, Loyola. I mean, it's just it's it's just really fun. I, I mean, it's not just the sister Jean storyline. Like that's cute, but like Loki, we could have left that one. Like. In, you, in think, you think she gets enough uh, uh, camera time? I mean, it, it was about twenty seconds before they would show her. Oh my god! It was I, there was <laughs> no more. Fault. 
It's not no, her fault. No, no, and it's I don't not. Hate and- Sister Jean. That's actually before we go any further. I, Jake Reitman, do not hate Sister Jean. I do not think it's her fault. She gets put on TV everywhere. It's a cute story. But the people that does, I think it does take a little bit away from Porter Moser and company who are actually coaching their rear ends off, playing their rear ends off, and and advancing through the NCAA tournament. That's my take. Yep. No, I agree. And so, so that's that's a team I can get behind and ha- and have gotten behind. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who, who stands up. Weirdly, I kind of want Gonzaga to win it. I, I, I do. I'm just, then people will finally wake up. Like that's what it's going to take for people to realize Gonzaga is on, on the same level as all of the top teams in America. They are, and they have been for five years and nobody embraces it. Um, I mean, if I was talking about the top 10 basketball programs in the country right now, I would have Duke, regardless of this year, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, Villanova, Michigan State, Michigan, Gonzaga, and that's eight. And then I, Baylor maybe has been very good lately. And I don't know, like Florida or something. They've been, they've been a good program, but I wouldn't put them as a top 10 program. But in any event, Gonzaga, I put on that same pedestal with, I mean, maybe not. I mean, they're not Duke, but on that second one that punching up that Michigan State level that that uh that Villanova level yeah right. Gonzaga's there yeah i would have villanova higher than that second level but they've won two made. natties in the yes. last 5 years yeah yes. that's that's fair that's all right fair. before we let's tie the bow on march madness with game you're most excited for this coming weekend all right you go first cuz i have to think I've got a couple of them. I mean, obviously, Michigan, Florida State's going to be on there um, purely for my own rooting interest. The future I have on Arkansas, I think they're going to be Oral Roberts, um, Loyola, Oregon State. I'm just listing. Why don't I just list off every game here, Jake? But Villanova has been so much better than I thought they would be. I thought they'd lose to Winthrop and now and Baylor's looked good. But that that kind of. Obviously, Villanova is not the same team that they've been because of the injuries, but it's still a heavyweight matchup, Villanova versus Baylor. And I think, um, you know, with Michigan, Michigan, who are your number one seeds that are left? You got Michigan, you got Baylor, and you got Gonzaga. So I would say Michigan and Baylor are those two number one seeds that are the most vulnerable right now. So we'll see if Florida State or if Villanova can knock off another number one seed. Yeah. I'd say I'd say also USC and Oregon is uh is is a, a, ve- a very interesting matchup. Um, I mean both playing, very, <laughs> both obviously playing really well, and um just I mean because of the the conference they I mean the you, Pac-12 will have a team in the Elite Eight, Tony. The basketball conference, one. conference of champions, right? Yeah, and that's the that's the game that I mean I think a lot of these will be close, but I think I think Gonzaga pulls away and wins by eight or nine. I think I think Baylor does the same against Villanova. Um, that's I could see a buzzer beater in you in USC Oregon. Yeah, I, I think Michigan beats Florida State. So all right, let's make our picks uh, briefly. Gonzaga and right, oh, yeah. Creighton. Gonzaga Creighton. Gonzaga. I got Michigan over Florida State. Do you want to just knock these out real fast? Alabama over UCLA. And I got Oregon over Southern Cal. I have all the same except I have USC over Oregon. That's probably a good pick. I just am upset with USC because I've been on the wrong end gambling wise. I when I pick them, they lose. When I pick against them, they win. So I'm obviously good. pick against them because I'm backing them. So that's good. Uh and then Baylor over 
Villanova. I think this is where Oral Roberts bows out to, to the Musclemans. Yeah. Um, Loyola, Chicago over Oregon State. Oregon State. And then Syracuse, Houston's the last one there. I think Syracuse might win. I, I you, Nobody wants to play that zone this time of year. I hate Jim Beheim. Uh, <laughs> and I, I hate Syracuse. And I hate what about Al- Buddy? Oh, yeah. Buddy Beheim dropping 25. God, with your 70 year old dad and you're 19 years old. Wild. Yeah, I, I don't know what to make of Houston because obviously the it was a tale of two different, uh, not necessarily even two different halves against Rutgers, but they just finally put it together and were able to overcome the deficit. And I think if they get in that big of a hole against Syracuse, West Virginia showed that you can come back against Syracuse because they were down big. Um, it still made it a game, but I, I, I like Syracuse to get to the Elite Eight. Okay, I feel you. And all right, last question, Jake. Did this March do it for you? I know, I know we still got a lot of it left, but it's the, the first weekend is really yes. the March, March of it. Yeah, it did. And I'm sick. I, again, in this is, it's always dumb to say, I listen to other people because anybody else that's listening might not be listening to those same people, but there's a lot of talking heads out there that are saying it didn't and it, all the, all the areas that it fell short and there's less fans and this, that, and the other and finding all the different, and I was even guilty of it by complaining about the, um, the different schedule with the games on Monday and Tuesday now to get to the final four and so i don't want to harp on any parts of the tournament that's negative because what this tournament brought in terms of the the upsets the madness and it does every year and this was no exception and when you compound it with the fact that we had nothing last year i was all in loved every second of it and i'm so excited for this coming weekend as well yep i love it too and i will give it but i'm still in the grand scheme of this season, it's still hard for me. I mean, VCU had to forfeit an NCAA tournament game, right? A major bummer. I mean, so. But I also like, again, this is not to rah, rah, go Jake. You're such a positive thinker. And it's easy for me to say because I wasn't involved. But I think some perspective here, one game out of how many, um, you know, at least it wasn't, we're talking about four five or six. And I know that's being a little dramatic and, and it's so unfortunate for those student athletes. And I, I know I say that term, but it, it is extremely disheartening and such a bummer. There's no other way to put it, but at the same time, that was, I mean, it, 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 we knew that was part of the process and that was in the equation coming in. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to, and also I'm being careful because I don't want to take away from teams that are winning right now. Cause right. you still, you still got to win the game. It's still difficult. And, and it was thrilling and grade a entertainment. It was extremely entertaining. You had, you had the, the right amount of upsets with still the firepower in it. Like we still, we got great storylines and then we can still have some one seeds and like some heavyweights slug it out at the end. I mean, I think it's a lot of what you want, but it, it was just like, 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 like you when a Cinderella started Cinderella-ing, you didn't hear it. You didn't feel it. You just, it was kind of by yourself. I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Right, right. I'm really enjoying this. But it's not that, like, when someone hits the three, when when that when that ugly dude from Loyola, the, the big boy, the point Probably. forward who they're running everything for, when he hits a lefty hook to go up 11 in the second half against Illinois, and you have that, they're mm-hmm. actually going to do this moment. Like that, like you weren't you weren't getting the fans behind them. Right. When the, when the Noy would go pans, on, get the yeah. fans behind them, and that's not normally what happens. Um, 
No, that's. I mean, fair. I guess because it was an indie and Illinois champagne's close enough, like maybe like it, like well, every now and then you will get the the favorites with with some fans behind them, but I don't know. It was just I think they did the best they could, and I'm happy with that. But it and, and because it's been two years, it felt the same. I think next year when it's yep. really back, we'll be like, yeah, like last year that that wasn't it. It was good. It, it was. It, the I'm incremental glad. Step. I'll it take it. Ne- yes, it was a necessary step. Yeah. All right, Jake. So I'm not sure. We're we're still working out the timing if we're going to be able to get in another pod before Michigan's what would be their Elite Eight game. Does Michigan make a Final Four? You need to make the prediction right now. Oh boy. I mean, I've been on them. I bet off it. I was just going to say, why not? Now? Why stop now? Um. So yeah, I'll, I'll stay on it because we we said I said this was the closest. Michigan, Detroit, any team to a national championship or to their ultimate prize. And so a final four is, is along those same steps. And I'm, I, why stop now? Yeah. Juwan, Juwan and company coach of the year. Yeah. National coach of the year. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know he's already the big 10 coach of the year. I don't think they've given out national coach of the year yet. Sorry. Maybe yeah. yeah. Probably big probably 10 coach of the year. Not. Yeah. yeah. But I, I was asking you, do you think he would be, I mean, he has as good argument as anybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, you're always going to have the storylines of of pretty much every I mean, every conference, every every conference who wins it all, the the coach leading them there's got to be deserving of of rec- at least being in the conversation. So, yep. Yep. So, I am going to say that Michigan does go to the final four. Wow. We're look at this is the Wolverine podcast. My goodness. Yep, big blue. We got our blue goggles on today. <laughs> I'm not sure if we did them quite enough uh, justice during their dur- during their little yeah. segment on our on our show. Um, I mean, it's just they continue to impress me. They continue to upset me, but mostly they just continue to impress me. And uh, it's all we've got, so why not give them all the credit? Yeah, no, they they, they deserve it. There and there was no, and they've done it in different ways. Like they didn't know if Eli Brooks was going to be there. And then they started winning without him. And then livers goes down, but Brooks comes back. And I mean, as long as they got one of their leaders, they're, they're doing all right. And, and they can win, they can knock some shots down from outside or they can play inside out and let Hunter score the first 10, 15. And then once they start doubling down on him, then you kick it out. I mean, you cannot leave Shawnee Brown open ever again anymore. No, nope. um, I mean, he feels like he's shooting 50% from three. Eli Brooks has been, uh, I mean, he had a couple of down games, um, but that was when, as he was getting back to uh, to form after that injury against Michigan State. Um, I mean, Zeb Jackson hit a couple threes in, <laughs> in, in, the, in the opening round. And you know someone's going to get in foul trouble. They're going to need to steal four minutes with Zeb Jackson against Florida State. I guarantee it. And they'll do it. Yeah, I know this is kind of a, a look behind the curtain. But uh, when you we had those um, games on the radio at uh, – at WWJ, the the highlights and the audio and everything is sent through the same system at the ticket. And I'm going through the post game. Why are they talking to Zeb Jackson? Because he <laughs> added to the. I mean, he contributed, and sure enough, we got post game sound from Zeb Jackson. Yeah, and and we said, and they've been doing all of this without Franz Wagner, who is supposed to be a lottery pick. I was just about to say, I'm waiting for lottery pick Franz Wagner to show up and to to look at his his makeup of what he pretend his ceiling is is i mean i don't think we've seen it yet i think he can do more just as that stretch player with so much length and athleticism so much size ability to put the ball on the floor and to knock it down from deep i just want to see him take over a game yeah 
No, he can't. And I mean, and think about how many names we've listed, right? And obviously we can list the names because we know the players, but it's because literally any of these guys can do it. I mean, we've seen Mike Smith's score go 17 and 15 in a bit in a big 10 tournament game 15 assists and and lead the way and it's just they got they got the guys they got i mean you need the horses to run the race right no Michigan doubt. has the horses sunday at five right tip it off sunday at five yep that's the that's the rumor all right and uh we will see how the wolverines fare then and if if they are knocked out i think we will officially turn our sights to the baseball season forget not fear not we are less than it's one coming, week a day away from opening day and it's our favorite time of year jake cannot wait i i i know april 1st took the day off i don't know exactly what my plans will entail did but, you let's get together yeah grandfather is is season ticket holder trying to get everybody i mean we go to every opening day so and it, you're going to opening day it's going to be a little bit different he's get, we're working we're working he's got two tickets now trying to get more because there's there's like six of us that are trying to get to opening day but right, we, and you're trying we, to get me in also yeah <laughs> i will go i, mean, I will downtown. go with in a heartbeat oh it'd be a blast we're going to be downtown taking all in taking the sights in the sounds opening day the only way you can and that is through a Detroit opening. It's the best one. It's the best one there is. Uh, I love it. I've, only, I've got to do it twice, and it's uh, it's fun every – it's even more fun every time than, than the previous. So, oh, all right, brother. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your dedication to I the craft. You, I appreciate all of you listening. And um, Wolverines, buckle up. I know I know you're enjoying this. Um, I appreciate your friends, uh, Jake, who checked on me via, via text message. Um, they were worried. The boys were worried. They were worried about Tony Garcia. I know. I was worried about me, too, for a little while. But we're here. We're in one piece. We're loving life. And uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Michigan State of Sports. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your dog, share with your fish. And we'll talk to you soon, Michigan. Peace.